Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Hello, I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley from the Open to Hope Foundation, and I'm here today with my guest, Dr. Galen Gobin, and we are going to be talking about death loss and spiritual growth today. Galen is a grief support director for Forest Lawn Memorial Parks and Mortuaries in Southern California, and he is an ordained minister. Welcome to the show, Galen. Thanks, Heidi. It's good to be here. It's great to have you here at, at this time in our history. And... Um, you know, given that we are in the middle of a pandemic with so many people dying and so many people that are in the throes of grief and loss, yeah. what are you seeing in your work right now with people that are grieving and people that have had loss? People that are really feeling stuck. You know, there's a lot of things that we normally would just move into and, and, and know and have at our um, kind of at our, our hands right in front of us, and that would be other people, family, friends that we can reach out who can actually, you know, put their arms around us if we need a hug or, or, or come to us. And with the, with the quarantine and the pandemic, that has all been, been uh, wiped out. And so people are feeling really, really lonely. Well, and I know that you oversee 10 different sites, right? 10 different memorial Correct. sites. So what I'm wondering is, People aren't gathering there. Is that correct? When well, we're happens? still having funerals, um, okay. but, with, but with the restrictions, um, you know, uh, graveside services, so they're outdoors, less than 10 people, uh, very short kinds of experiences. Uh, you know, people have to stay in cars, six feet apart, mask, all of that kind of, kind wow. of stuff, which doesn't allow for, again, the, the, the fullness of the rituals that we're used to and that we really need, we understand within our hearts that we really need. And so that's been really hard for a lot of people. Well, and I know after my brother died, there was a lot of hugging. You yes. know, I mean, that was a big part of his service. Yes. And, you know, our family forming a line and people going through it and paying their yes. respects. And, and, and also there was about a thousand people in the church. Mm -hmm. I mean, coming together now, I don't think that's not allowed anymore, right? Right, not right now. And, and as, even as, you know, here in Southern California, we're finally kind of moving uh, towards the relaxing of the restrictions a little mm -hmm. bit. And, and uh, so it, it's gonna be 25% capacity or less than a hundred people, whatever is, is uh, smaller. And again, now you're now you're struggling with okay so who who do i include and who do i x out you know who do i not allow to be there and that's just those are not normal kinds of of conversations that you have you just put out the notice people come as their hearts feel necessary and um, and we and we you know go from there and we receive the hugs and we receive the the presence of somebody there and without being able to do that again it just is really leaving people feeling lacking and and it's really uh, i think it's going to cause some some long-term kind of uh, struggles well well this makes sense because like you said we actually have to be invited now and people yes. are left out that that may have had a very impactful relationship with the person that died yes um so you say that you, 
to loop back, you said that this is going to cause some long-term and a long-term impact on people. What do you see happening as a result of well, that? Well, I think, I think we're going to uh, see some complicated grief, you know, people feeling stuck uh, because they didn't get to do what they, they felt like they needed to do or, or what their traditions ask for. Um, hopefully, as we go back and, and those that were, you know, put off their services, uh, and, and then add them, you know, go back and have them again. Um, hopefully that, I, I, I'm hoping that that will kind of release some of this and people can begin then to move forward uh, and into their grief where they have people surrounding them and, and all. But I think it will play out some long-term kinds of things. Um, anger and, and some of the other, you know, feeling of disenfranchisement that I just didn't get to do this. It was not recognized. I could not mourn the way I wanted to. And that creates a, creates a situation where we just have then more work to do because we've got to get through those boundaries that got set up uh, to be able to begin to, to process. And I'm sure you're hearing a lot of this right now. People saying this isn't fair. I, you know, I yes. wasn't supposed to be mourning like this. This isn't yes. the way we're supposed to look at the end. And I know that people also that have had recent losses, especially, aren't able to say goodbye bedside in right. many cases. Right. So, uh, what what do you say to those people when they come to you with these these issues that they're dealing with? Well, I really uh, encourage them to find the place where they do feel the support, mm -hmm. because it's it's the it's the perceived support that we have that really um, is one of the primary factors in in us being able to to move. Uh, healthily, if you will, uh, through our grief. And so where is it that you can find that? You know, yes, it's not with the hugs and it's not that, that warm bodied um, connections that we so long for. But while it may be two dimensional, it, can you find somebody on Zoom? Can you find uh, someone through Skype or Face, you know, FaceTime or something? What, some way to see their face? Because I think I think it's a lot of, in human communication anyway with our with our facial expressions and being able to see somebody's somebody's eyes and 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 what the muscles do. I mean, our brains really do pick up so much of that stuff. The the little simple movements in our in our face that become so uh, helpful for us. And to at least be able to see that can be um, uh, I think comforting. For us, we had an experience where one of the first services that we had, where we incorporated Zoom into the experience for people after the service was over, to listen to them chatter away on Zoom. Oh, it's so good to see you, and and you know just the same kinds of things that we would do at a funeral, they were doing on Zoom, and and to feel the energy that you. In, in essence, going back and forth between the little squares on the screen mm -hmm. was really, really comforting to me uh, as an outsider. I was just, I was just viewing and so seeing how things were going, but it was really comforting to see how we as human beings will do what we need to do in the spaces that we can to get the kind of support that we that we need. And so that's what I encourage people to do. You know, it may not be the best, but can you have a phone call? Can you can you connect with that person? Maybe you can write somebody a letter or something or if you're wanting to support someone, you know, um, 
doing the, the old cards that we used to do. You know, we don't do that snail mail much anymore, but I've heard about people who are finding that again, if you will, and finding the power within that through the writing and the mailing and the, and the work that, that they do to go about to put that out into the mail to send to someone. And that can be very, on both sides, can be very um, compassionate as well as, as very healing for people. I agree, I love that idea. Because not only do you get out your feelings while you're mm -hmm. writing, and then you're sending it, so you're doing something that you're being of service yes. to others, which makes you feel good. But then yes. on the receiving end, I mean, I know my dad puts all his handwritten notes up on his mantle, mm -hmm. and he gets to look at them. Yes. You know, versus an email, which you really don't look at once you read it. You're right, right. And after a, after a bit, it gets, you know, it, it would get... Uh, deleted anyway. And the cards may be put away also, but there's the physicality of it. Yeah. It really does bring people from one place to the next. And you open that card up and you see, you know, you see the name and everything. And, and it, it really does bring that person present in that, in that space for us again. So what is helping people find hope after loss right now? It is so unique to, to, to folks and all. And I think they're finding it in, in so many different ways. I really have been encouraging people to find beauty, mm. you know, um, get outside. I read something yesterday that said that, uh, you know, we, in, a, in, a, in our normal worlds, uh, spend about 90% of our time indoors anyway. And now it's even more. And so we have a, a, a bit of time, or at least we have some space where we can encourage ourselves to go outside. And I've been encouraging people to do that and look around and say, so where do you see something beautiful? You know, is it the leaf? Is it, uh, you know, is it the greenness of the lawns around there? Is it the barking of a dog or something because you feel close to dogs? I mean, it's, it's what captures you when you hear or see or experience it and then where in your body do you feel that? Because that will help to ground you in a moment where something feels good. Something like feels right. And that's so much of what we need. And it helps us in that, you know, that movement back and forth between, between the, the working on the, the grief that we have and then working on the restoration that we, that we do and the the you know back and forth with that that we just kind of normally do that sort of seesaw feeling that we have it helps us to ground in that moment that there is some kind of hope and something that can move us and, forward. and you're being mindful and you're staying in the present yes. which i love and and yeah. lastly how does spirituality play into this well i think i i, I that is exactly you know where uh, what that beauty does you know mm -hmm. because beauty I think grounds us and, and is a space of our spirituality. Um, what, and what everybody finds that is, it may be the, you know, it may be the twinkle in somebody's eyes that they see because they can't see their face because there's a mask on or, mm -hmm. or something. And that connection is there, but the things that where we find beauty connect us to something that is bigger than ourselves, because that's what beauty is. And that's what beauty does. Um, and getting connected to something that is bigger than ourselves, to use another word, that is transcendent beyond us. That's what spirituality is, because we have to find a place. We know that we are, that we are mortal, that we are, you know, each one of us are, are vulnerable in this world. And that's a part of what the, the quarantine and, and all of the unrest that's going on right now, too, which I think have connections, is really 
hitting at our hearts is our vulnerability. And uh, to find something that is bigger than us that will go on then can be very meaningful and some place that where we can find a moment to rest. I love this, Dan. These are such important tips and tools and thoughts for people out there. And if people, uh, what kind of advice would you give to people that are grieving? It could be a current loss or not, and mm -hmm. that are at home right now. What kind of advice would you give them if they're really struggling to find hope? Find, find help the best that you can. Mm -hmm. reach out. I know, uh, I know mental health lines and things are, are just jammed these days, but the stuff that you all do, Heidi, and these kinds of videos can really uh, help us find blogs, find people, go looking for places. You know, the internet is full of different people who say things and stuff and find the ones, you know, you may have to sort through a bunch, but, but find the ones that speak to you and to hold on to that. Find Find it. Maybe there's a maybe there's a movie that gives you hope. Go back and rewatch it. Maybe there's a you know if you're a a, a person who finds faith within a book or or uh, you know sayings or things you know uh, scripture or something might that you find there. Find some refuge in that if you can, because we're separated. So find something that will bring that sense to you of of hope and connectedness. I love that. And I know you mentioned scripture. Is there one that, that you have that you, that brings comfort to you? Um, well, my, my favorite scripture is God is love. Uh, that's in the book of first John. Uh, that's the basis of my beliefs. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, when I look at a, a beautiful uh, flower or I see a, you know, a family walking down the street and they may be all masked up or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I see a sense of, of love and connectedness, and it connects then to me heart to heart, mirror neurons to mirror neurons, yeah. you know, and, and uh, really, uh, for me, grounds me in that, in that spiritual connection, that transcendent, that, uh, that is God. I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Galen, thank you so much for everything you're doing. You're needed now more than ever, and I appreciate you and your message and just your heart. Right. Um, I think Galen and I want to say to everybody out there, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. Yeah, thanks. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.